Hello, 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 and welcome back to A Date with Sugar and Spice, the podcast where, as we all know, um, we talk occasionally about dating, occasionally about relationships, and mostly about whatever I feel like. Um, so today's episode is no different, and today's episode is kind of fun because I don't think I've ever done... Well, maybe it's been a while since I've done a podcast with someone I had never met before up until like we recorded the podcast. So let me very quickly introduce you to our lovely guests to, on today's podcast. Um, Pixie, would you like to introduce yourself first? Hi, I'm Pixie. I met Pixie two and a half minutes ago. It's a great, wonderful meeting. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that... Best friends at first sight. Right. I, like we might like be legally married right now. I'm you, not sure. I'm. You know what? That's that's great. My FAFSA kind of sucks right now. Oh, so perfect. I really appreciate perfect. that. Excellent. <laughs> um, and Pixie, uh, give us like a fun fact. A fun fact mm -hmm. about anything? Anything. Um, if you drop a cherry from the height of an airplane onto a person's head, it would immediately kill them. That is the funnest fact so I've heard fun. in a while. Gabe, can we get some applause up in here? Um, and then, okay, so I guess I should have clarified. I had, I just met Pixie, but I have met Spencer and we are best of friends um, already. So, yeah, but Spencer, 100%. tell the people more about you. Hello, I'm Spencer Smith. Um, regrettably, I am a theater major. <laughs> I think that's all I need to say on that matter. <laughs> <laughs> it speaks for itself, really. It really does. But I mean, wait, are you theater or are you theater education? I'm theater arts. Oh, so okay. I do theater. If you put me in a room full of trying to like kids trying to teach them, it would not go well for any of us. So <laughs> why not? Come on, that might be fun. No. Fascinating <laughs> to watch. Fascinating to watch. I would probably start a mini cult and nobody would learn anything. That sounds like the like more better way to do education in general. It's the most theater kid answer I've ever heard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just start a cult. Start a cult. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and what's your fun fact? My fun fact. Hmm. Well, Pixie had one like right off the but bat. I had like, a ready cooler to go. one in my head and I couldn't think of it. Oh. Anyway, yeah. that's on me. Pixie's also Pixie. Um, mm -hmm. My brain's been fried by finals. So, um, oh my God. One fun fact. This may be slightly macabre. But uh, in the 17th century, a group of printers, like printers' apprentices who were going on strike, put their master's cats on trial, found them guilty, sentenced them to death, and carried out the execution. And um, it was the Great Cat Massacre of Paris. It was <laughs> what? the wildest thing I've ever heard in my theater history class. And now I think somebody's making a cat toy that looks like gallows because of it. I think that the musical should have been based off of that. Andrew Lloyd Webber would have made so much more money. I think that was what it was supposed to be. No, it was based off of... Um, Wait, what musical are we talking about? Cats. Oh, cat. Literally, yeah, oh. literally cats? cats. No, but there is a musical about the, oh, the okay. Great Cat Massacre. Okay, that's, that's good. That's what we found. Oh, excellent. Okay, I was talking about Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats, which no. is based off of a poem by Tennyson. I've never seen Cats, and I never want to. That's valid. It's terrifying. There, I'm not going to yeah. lie, though... There are a couple of bangers. Okay, there are a couple. Because but the bangers. Tum Tugger and his <laughs> queer coded relationship with magical Mr. Mistopheles, incredible. 
Um, uh, my thoughts on cats is that it is supposed to be listened to. It is not supposed to be watched. Mm. You can't be sober watching it. No, that's like, the biggest issue. It, but would it be? Well, okay, fair. That would be but an it interesting. Would, it experience. would be terrifying. It's like experiencing ego death. So you know? this is cursed. But whenever my in in high school in high school choir, whenever we had a substitute teacher, the substitute would just put on cats for our choir class. Why? But like every time, and and it would be like one thing if it was like, oh, we're going to watch a different musical every time we don't have class. Sound of Music. Yeah. Yeah. Like we could have watched literally anything else. No, cats every time. She just wanted a movie night. Yeah. Like I don't know what, like a quick shout. I can't even remember her name anymore, but a quick shout out to uh, Mrs. Substitute Teacher. Um, What were you thinking? What (laughs) were you thinking? And like, most of the time, she, most of the time, she just kind of sat in the corner, like on her phone or on the computer or whatever. And so like the movie would be on, but we'd just be doing literally anything else. We'd be playing, we'd be playing mafia. We'd be uh, in the practice rooms, like just vibing. Um, high school was a trip, in other words. Yeah, I can agree with you there. High school was wild. Uh, and uh, did you guys go to like regular public school high schools or did you go to like weird high schools? Uh, yes. Can Valid. I say yes? Okay, Absolutely. so so some background about me. Um, my high school, there were only 280 students in the entire thing, and it was also 7th through 12th grade. Oh. oh. Yeah, so like it was small. There, My graduating Ooh. class was 42. My graduating class was similar. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So wait, where, and I'm from Monticello. Where are you from? I'm from, so I, I live in Brigham City, but oh. I went to school in Ogden. I went to Venture. Mm. Shout out to them. Um, our morning bell was the weird techno part of Going the Distance by Cake. No. So every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, I'm late to something. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a weird fucking school. What in oh my God's gosh. name? It was just, it was, it was, neurodivergent gifted kids who had experienced burnout stoner kids who like were not progressing in school. And that was it. Tag yourself. I'm both. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The whole theater department was just like people who had seminary together. So I was like, I don't like theater. Oh my gosh. Terrifying. And where are you from Spencer? So I'm from Lehigh and I went to Sky Ridge high school, which uh, my graduating class was, I think, a thousand or fifteen hundred. Dear God! So we oh were a big goodness. school. We had like three thousand students in the school when I was there, and we actually had to get rid of the freshmen. So um, they got shifted to a, another year of middle school or like junior high because there were so many goddamn people at our high school. So I went to a massive high school where the uh, like fall musicals would have ensembles of 120 plus Jesus. people. Oh my goodness. So I come from a massive, like well-off school. Yeah. Okay. Well, since this is like somewhat of a dating podcast now, now I have, I want to ask a question. Go for it. What was, if you could describe your high school's <laughs> dating scene in <laughs> three words or a, a small phrase, I'm not really that picky what would it be? That's really hard. Um, good luck. Um, <laughs> Cause it was a small school anyway. So uh-huh. I just ended up like making like five friends and I dated all of them. Okay. Yes. Because that's how it goes. Because in a that's small all school. you can do. Yes. I, like, like, I think I would say my, my like three words I think would be um, everyone, but cousins. 
<laughs> like like that's everyone really would date everyone except for their cousins because there were so many cousins. See, that's so valid. We didn't have a lot of cousins because we were from oh. all over the place. Like there were people who were coming from like uh, like West Valley mm-hmm. to come to, to venture. So like it was crazy. We were small and isolated. And so I think in my like graduating class, there was a pair or not a pair, but like a group of. Yeah, I think we had five cousins. Like oh five of them were cousins with each other. And that was just the biggest group. And then there were like pairs of cousins. Like, we had a lot of twins. Like, oh, like one year we had like six sets of twins. We had one set. Wild. So maybe that's, yeah. that's a lot for yeah. a small school. So like, yeah, anyway. Good Spencer, what's your phrase slash words? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was a theater kid who identified as aromantic asexual for all four years of high school. So maybe, so literally, I don't know. Literally, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I don't know what the hell was happening. Honestly, let's be honest. You lived in Lehigh. Do you think that's for the best? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I knew somebody. <laughs> so I, this is absolutely insane, but I did six productions in a hundred days my senior year of high school. How? So, um, what? Burnout. Uh-huh. So basically, they were like, we went up in size. So we did The Fantastics, which is an eight-person cast. We did um, Into the Woods, then The Drowsy Chaperone, then uh, I almost said Falsettos. No. Then we did Into the Woods. No. Oh, God. Brain no worky. So <laughs> Fantastics, Drowsy Chaperone, Into the Woods, Susicole, and then we did a one-act play festival and the region and state competition. And I was heavily involved in all of those, but I knew a kid in the Drowsy Chaperone who played the, uh, uh, he like played like the butler character, but he had to take his ring off to play the butler character. And so he uh, actually kisses like the hostess of like the Drowsy Chaperone's like wedding party. And I remember overhearing him talking, oh, my fiance doesn't like that scene. She doesn't like how I kiss another woman. He was engaged? He was engaged. In high school? He was engaged and was younger than me in high school. Is that legal? I have no idea. But the person he was engaged to was graduated. This is, okay, this is an awful time to bring up this knowledge. But in the state of Utah, yes, it's legal. There's a Romeo and Juliet clause. Yeah. um, That like, it's so bad. It it's shouldn't horrible. exist. I had an older boyfriend that I should not know this, but I yeah, this it's legal in the state of Utah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Um, like that's just in the theater department. There was a lot of BS happening in like the <sighs> theater department dating scene. I have no idea what happened outside of that because I was so heavily involved in the department. I literally got academic all state in theater because of it. Slay. A slay, indeed. Yes. Like <laughs> I mean, at least. Did do you ever feel like um like because you had your bubble but you were also like did you ever feel like you just got to people watch in all those shows Oh my god yes sitting so I was stage manager for a lot of them um I wasn't in Into the Woods though because I was stage manager then due to covid we had to shift the cast around and I became the steward 3 weeks before opening um fun times all around but I got to watch all the BS, Susicle especially. There were so many, like, Romeo and Juliet situations during Susicle, and I remember watching all of them with, like, why are you doing this? No, it's so what yucky. is wrong with you? 
Um, oh my gosh. There was one time when, <laughs> so the mayor of Whoville. No, and of, not the no, mayor of Whoville. The mayor of Whoville. And I think one of the bird girls were caught on Maisie's lounge chair making out just in the middle of the show. Horny theater kids make the most incredible fever dreams. Like that yeah. sounds like something that you would see after like taking too many melatonin. It's, and, like, oh my sounds God, like yeah. an episode of Glee. No, exactly. <laughs> it literally <laughs> is. Like it was so wild. I hate how accurate Glee is sometimes. Like sometimes, yeah, that's exactly how it is. It's really that uncomfortable. Um, same mm-hmm. with the first Twilight movie. I think the first Twilight movie is a phenomenal example of okay, what it is so, to be a teenager. Um, I just want, this is, this is maybe a confession. Like, okay, so this is Catholic church now. Uh, can I give my confession? Absolutely. Um, I'm I, actually ordained in the church. Oh, thank you. Okay. So, um, <laughs> can not. I, can I say, can, well, it's okay. We can just run with it. Can I go like, like father? Like, is that the correct title? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Spencer's You're just dying. About Fleabag right now. <laughs> Absolutely, I am. <laughs> um, so my my confession is that I did not watch the first Twilight movie all the way through until two weeks ago. You know what? That's valid. Fair enough. Did you? Was it one of those things where you were like, "I'm not going to watch that" because it's cool? No, it actually oh. wasn't. It was it was a combination of things. First of all, that I never read the books as a kid. Yeah. Um, and, and you shouldn't. And I shouldn't. <laughs> They're and horrible. There's there's a couple of things kids. because first my parents. Well, I grew up super super Mormon, and mm-hmm. so one thing that happened is that I wasn't allowed to watch PG thirteen rated. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I can speak PG thirteen rated movies for you know a really long time. Even like kind of past when I was mm-hmm. thirteen, it was like, well, why would you want to watch this? And like, do you watch it with your parents? Like, I'm not just watching yeah. it like by myself. And and the other thing is that. Like, my parents were also like, well, if it's a book, you need to watch, read the book before you watch a movie. I never had any interest in watching Twilight. So I go about my high school days never touching Twilight. And then, you know, I just, I think I had a group of friends over once and that, that started watching it and I fell asleep. Fair. So I actually watched up until the part where um, Bella, right? Yeah. Bella, like, almost gets hit by the car. So I had seen up to that and then I fell asleep. And so um, uh, I had the, you know, joyous opportunity of watching it like start to finish um, a couple of weeks ago. And can I just say, um, what in the world was that ending? Well, I did not expect wait, it wait, to wait. end. What, what part of it? Where it, all of a sudden she just decides that you were my entire life. Uh, oh. I'm going to run away. Oh. And and yeah. just like she almost dies. And like what? No, that's not even the worst part. The entire Whoa. Twilight series takes takes place over like one and a half years. Are you kidding? The whole thing. I haven't even seen the second and third no, one. No, but no, no, it, no. It gets, it gets worse. so much it worse. It gets the so second much one, worse. Oh, God, the second one has such a great scene regarding depression. It's okay. so accurate. I love mm. how they handle it uh-huh um but yeah like the whole thing like she is so traumatized from this relationship and they're just like teehee happily ever after what in the it's world so stephanie yeah. meyer okay I, ladies and gentlemen i've still never seen the twilight movies but my i was having a sleepover with my cousins and i think they started watching the second one we got up to like i think it's in the second or the third one where they it starts like they start having like the sex scene and i'm like i'm 12 which, and so I just left. Which one? I So like there's the first one when they like make out really hard and he's like, I can't do it. I can't yeah, control yeah, myself yeah. around you. All I remember um, is that it was like slightly magenta, like orange magenta lighting. Oh, first one. First one. Okay. Yep. 
<laughs> I'm so glad you know that. Uh, of course. You, you know me. Just walking encyclopedia of movies. I, I love really this. Are. Okay, so wait. So so um, one thing that we, we were thinking about doing on this episode was dating would you rather. So, so can, let's have this be like a nightmare would you rather scenario, okay? Would you rather, would you rather date a vampire like Edward, mm -hmm. right? So like be in that situation where there's like a family feud and there's like all this weird like vampire cult stuff, like questionable, whatever. Mm -hmm. Or would you rather like, um, oh, I'm going to say this. Would you rather date Edward or have your best friend be the one that's dating Edward? Like one of you has to date the vampire that like. Not it. Like. That's great because I'm yeah I'm more than willing. Fucking uh, take him, Pixie. All of my I favorite movies care. are vampire related. So you I'm would you would say you would like say vampires. the vampire? Yeah, I yeah. can I can guarantee that I'm not staying with him. Like that is not uh -huh. a permanent thing. But I will use that relationship to become a vampire and then dip. Oh, okay. Like, so you would take it to the next level. You yeah. you would rather just be the vampire. Yeah, I'll be in yeah. control of the situation, so and, it's fine. And in so, that case, I'll date the vampire. But okay. You know, all right. So, so like it depends. It, it would, does it depend. depend. I don't like Edward as a person. Therefore, uh -huh. I would not date him. Yeah. But only... like, if any of my friends asked me out on a date, I'd be like, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The only Robert Pattinson I'm okay with dating is the one from the Batman. <laughs> like if we're, if, if the Batman were a vampire, absolutely. Oh, okay. So like, like we make this, would you rather, um, Robert Pattinson, Robert, Pat <laughs> Robert Pattinson from Twilight or Robert Pattinson from Vampire, from from Batman. Yeah. From Batman. Okay. Really, you agree? Well, mm, I still haven't seen the Batman. What? <gasps> oh, so, really? I am not a movie person. <gasps> it's so good. It's, I'm thing. not a movie. It's person. a comedy. It is. It's a comedy. Amazing. And you don't Have watch I... it for Batman. You watch it for Catwoman. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent all the time. Here's the thing. So. I will die on this hill, right? The Batman and the Riddler are autistic coded and they're the only two neurodivergent people in the entire movie. So all of the references and jokes that they make to each other are just because they're like picking it up and everyone's like, how did you know that? And they're like, it's, it's right there. Like Batman's solution when he walks onto a crime scene is just to stare at people. And, okay, fair point. And when he meets Catwoman, his solution to talk to her is let me follow her into this into this room she just broke into and then try and make small talk. Like that <laughs> relatable. No, exactly. It's so good. There's I'm also um it. just a life hack like if you watch the movie, um there is like a three and a half minute like car chase scene. So if you need to use the bathroom, go during that. Yeah, it okay. was so yeah. long and for no reason. Like okay. it, it was uh, literally like the car chase scene. Yes. yes, good to know. It, it like I genuinely, think, I, think I left. That's a fair, I think that's a fair life hack for every movie. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna lie. Like choosing the most like not boring necessarily, but the most irrelevant part of the movie to yeah. go. Yeah. Should we start a like a website like when? No. Like when to go to the bathroom yes. break for movies? Yes. Or how about, because, you know, like longer form movies are starting to become a thing. Why True. don't we have intermissions in movies again? No, exactly. Oh, Come on. I talking about agree. whether or not we should have intermissions in movies yes. with theater kids. I'm enjoying yeah. this. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we, well, here's the thing. How does it work in theater? Because like I've seen some sh like 
one acts and stuff like that that don't have intermission, who decides? Okay. All right. So okay. so for those of you who can't see us here, which is everyone listening to this, uh, Spencer just immediately sat up and, and like put his hands out like he's about to give like a TED talk. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. So the playwright decides like, so it's tradition in theater to have an act one and an act two, whether or not you follow like the five act structure or the three act structure, you have an act one and an act two with an intermission in between. These usually uh, split up the portion of the play that deal with like similar themes, but different, like two different extents. So act ones before intermission tend to be like establishing things or like it, it follows the exposition, the rising action, and then you get to a point where one thing gets resolved, then it's intermission. And then another story kind of evolves in act two. Um, one act plays tends not to have intermissions because the action follows one huge circle. Mm -hmm. But um, in, I've especially noticed this in like Sondheim shows, act one will be like lighthearted, funny, like, ha ha ha, I'm going to, this is just like a silly little musical about all the fairy tale characters and one thing, right? <laughs> and then act two comes along and you're like, why am I crying about Little Red Riding Hood? Add into That's the woods. So valid. Yes. Well, I, this is, here's the thing is I have seen Into the Woods. Um, my high school did it mm -hmm. once, but I was in junior high and I remember um, seeing it and I was like, oh, ha ha ha. That was such a funny show. Then I go to Washington, D.C. and I we like uh, one of our little side trips was I saw Into the Woods in the theater where uh, Abraham Lincoln was shot. It was like this, Ooh. like there's a museum in the basement too. And it wow. was like, and so we saw Into the Woods and I was like, oh, cool. I've seen this show before. Uh, I didn't know there was an act two. Yeah. Oh. A lot of people actually leave during act one yes. because they don't know that there was an act two. Yes. And so like, and then I was like, and act crying. one, yeah. I'm like, why is That's everyone so dying? Act one is actually the junior version. Like, uh, there's a junior version of like every major show. The junior uh -huh. version of Into the Woods is, is literally, literally just so, Act so One. So my they high school must anything. have just done the the junior version. Yeah, it must have. Okay, or um, you just like left during intermission. Would you rather dating question? Yes. Um, would you rather date someone that leaves <laughs> leaves after the first act of um, Into the Woods, or or they? show up at intermission and just watch the second act of Into the Woods. Show up at show intermission. Up at the, <laughs> show up at intermission. Listen, act two is arguably the best act of Into the Woods, and I will get into a fist fight about this. Okay, no, but that's it's correct. so sad and depressing. It's sad, <laughs> that's but... That's why. Here's the thing. So the first part is just like, oh, here are all these fairy tales that we already know mingling with each other. Okay, Isn't that yeah. interesting? But, but the second part, act two... Is the is, original part. Like, it's, Yeah, it's like... Oh, this is actually this is the the reality of how they interact with each other. Okay, this so is the parody of it. So yeah. like Act like One is basically background info. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So Act One mm -hmm. is establishing the worlds that they're in in the fairy tale like universe, and then Act Two is showing the genuine consequences of fairy tales. And that's my favorite part about Into the Woods because you see all of these characters like, and happy ever after. And oh, then okay. narrator goes, yeah. unless. Well, oh, unless. I unless. forget what the actual word that. Um, no, I think it's Cinderella saying I wish. I wish, yeah. Well, in uh, I can't remember what it is, but at the end of act one, narrator goes, uh, like narrator says something. Or is to it until? Allude. Is it until? No, 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 no. It might, I can't remember. 
I have the libretto at home. I'll go look. <laughs> of course. Shut up. I did it twice. I the it lip once. writer? Libretto. Libretto. Oh. It's like that. The music for it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Fun. Uh, sorry. Uh, vocabulary for non-theater people. Yeah. Theater jargon. Thank you for <laughs> oh, asking. God, seriously, yeah. But, um, like, narrator says that there's going to be something more mm-hmm. at the end of Act 1, and then Act 2 is actually, like, uh, it's the cycle perpetuating because of uh, the child and... Like everything that surrounds it's, the child. Be careful what you wish for. It's the consequences of your wishes. Yeah. And it's so Because act one is like, oh, look, you got everything you wanted, but is it really what you wanted? Yeah, it's literally like, um, it's the hero's journey mm-hmm. because act one is up until the shadow self and then act two is the shadow self through the end of the rest of the journey. Also, I could never live without moments in the woods. Oh my God, you're mm-hmm. so right. Like, okay, fair point. Watching- cheating is bad. The baker's wife, I totally get it. <laughs> Oh yeah. This is this is all of a sudden uh, a, a dating podcast again. Yes. Cheating is bad unless, unless you're the baker's wife. Unless. <laughs> no, but like that's the thing. Like even after moments in the woods happens, she's like makes the ore mean more than it did before. It's like it's you know what you lost or what you could have lost because you cheated and you're like that that makes me like reflect on my relationship so much better. Yeah, it's like the 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 concept of like the grass is always greener on the other side. You'll yeah. never really know until you go to the other side, and then you can really appreciate the grass that you. Okay, have. Um, yeah. do you guys watch The White Lotus? No, no. I'm so uh, sorry. It's on my list. Okay, it's on my list. So, um, I, me and my roommates, mm-hmm. and by roommates, I, well, it's just me and my one roommate, Sarah. For <laughs> for our regular listeners, she was on last week. Um, we've been watching White Lotus, and uh. Every single character in that show is like a raging asshole. Like I love that. So like, but you're interested in them because it's like tea, and they're all rich white people at these resorts. Incredible. And so like they like one of the things I won't spoil anything, but in Thank season you. two, like a big thing is they're like, oh, everyone cheats. Like everyone cheats, but then there are people who are like less okay with that idea and more. So maybe, so maybe what I'm saying here is that all of the characters in the White Lotus need to go see Into the Woods. Exactly. Yep. You're so correct. Except yeah. for Aubrey Plaza. Except for Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza can do whatever she wants. Actually, <laughs> Aubrey Plaza is the one character, like I was talking to a friend about this like last night. We're like, okay, well like what, do you think there are any good characters in the show? Like, like, Good as in moral, yeah. but also as in really hot and yeah, a good actor. Of like, but also like, and I thought about it, and I'm like, I mean, Audrey Plaza. Yeah, yeah of course. She plays a she plays a woman named Harper. Yeah, and Harper is so real, I and all the other rich people around her at this resort just like look at her like she's so weird. I love mean women, like right in media. Good for you. So I I get really excited anytime there's representation. Yeah. Um. So uh. <laughs> So come back, uh, come back uh, next season of A Date with Sugar and Spice for our in-depth analysis uh, after Pixie has uh, oh, Pixie yeah. and Spencer have oh, finished yeah. seas- up to season two of White Lotus, um, and we'll, we'll have to do it. And then a we can play a different Would You yeah. Rather game oh, with just Aubrey with Plaza White- characters. <laughs> would you Would you rather Aubrey Plaza from The Office or from not The Office Parks from Rec. Parks and Rec or? Um, what else does she play? 
Um, so she's in uh, The Happiest Season. Oh, which I is, haven't seen that, but it's, it's on my great. list. It's a gay Christmas movie. Love <gasps> oh, that. Oh, hell yeah. It's so good. Kristen Stewart's in it, too. Oh, my God. Good. It's so good. Um, Criminal oh. Minds. Wait, okay. Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec or, or um, like, Bella from Twilight. Ooh, Aubrey Plaza. I really? love Kristen Stewart so much, but I don't know if I could. I could. I, Bella feels like closeted homophobic. Yeah, mm. Bella yeah. feels like too much of the people that I had to grow up with. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, absolutely not. Also, she's definitely a hashtag boy mom. Like, she has a really problematic <gasps> relationship mm-hmm. with Renezme in the books. Like, it's okay. It's see, weird. I know that she has a baby, but yeah. I don't know anything else that happens. It's a girl. She's, she's CGI'd. Oh. It's awful. And oh. it's atrocious CGI. And the baby names are either EJ for Edward Jacob or Renesme for Renee and Esme, which are Edward and Bella's par- Bella's moms. Uh, so yeah. maybe I won't watch the rest <laughs> of the time. I'm just it's, kidding. You I'm can just really kidding. tell that Stephanie Meyer was was Mormon when you read it. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Like, Bella's hottest outfit to Edward is like a gray sweater and a long khaki skirt. And he's like, I've never seen you more beautiful. It's ridiculous. Um, okay, would you rather, yes. this is not like super relationshipy, but would you rather, if, say you and a partner have a child, would you rather be forced to name it um, the your partner's initials, right? Is that that's what it is? Your partner's initials. Your partner and your ex. Your partner <laughs> and your ex's initials, oh. or your your and your partner's mom's names mashed together. Partner and my ex. I don't like my mom that much, <laughs> um, and I'm still on good terms with one of my exes. And so you like, would use we're, that we're letter. Friends, so like I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay. I'm I... just. Oh, no, go ahead. I have never had an ex nor a partner yet. So it, you would just, <laughs> the, the the baby's name would just be. <laughs> hey, get over here. No, hey. but the thing is, I have three moms. I have oh. two stepmoms and a biological mom. So it would just have to be all three of them that just mash together. I love that. Wait, that was my partner's name. I don't oh. want to figure it out because it's. Like that would be minimum four moms. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I mean, I maybe. have so many moms. It's, it's like I am a grown man and I have so many moms, but none of them are mothers. You know what? I'm gonna say something. Uh, if I had a nickel for every time I had someone with three moms on the podcast, I'd have two nickels. <laughs> Which, which is, which is a lot, lot. But, but it's weird, weird that, that it's happened, happened twice. <laughs> um, shout out to Patience uh, for also having three moms. Um, yep. Listen to uh, um, the the P word um, from last season. Can we ask what the P word is? Yeah, polygamy. Wonderful, oh, <laughs> amazing. Uh, no, yes, it's just so. lesbians on my part. So no, I and I like that. I think you know, there's many ways to have three moms. Exactly. Oh yeah. Who am I to tell you the right or wrong way? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, but shout out to my mom who does listen to this. Uh, just got the one. Hi, so. mom. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Aspen's mom. Yep, everyone. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that we've made a lot of strides in today's episodes. Uh, I think that people who listen, who are looking for valid and serious dating advice, have gotten it Absolutely. from today. Yeah. So, so let's make let's make let's go around the room, and we're all gonna say what we learned during this episode today. Um, mm. Who wants mm. to start? I, you know, I've learned so much in such a short amount of time that it's it's really hard 
to 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 quantify it. Of course, um, I I kind of knew all of the things that I I I brought forward. Like I knew that I liked vampires and that I made excuses for mean women. Of course, um, obviously, yes. Yeah. Oh, I I learned about um. Oh, what was the thing that Spencer ranted about? Oh, the the cats. Yes, yes. I I learned about um. The Great the, Cat Massacre. Yes, The Great Cat Massacre. A and wonderful fun So fact. a dating advice that could be derived from that is if if you you have an awful ex, you should put their cat on trial. Yes, but then just steal the cat. Don't go executing yes, cats. Yes, please don't execute yeah, don't, the cats. Don't Maybe execute don't I will fully. execute you. But yeah. like steal the cat. But steal, steal the, cat. the cat. But that could be, it's like you sentence the cat to being stolen by you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think we could make that work. Sometimes death is a sweet release when death means being taken care of. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, Amazing. Spencer, what's your lesson? Um, don't go for dating advice from someone who's never had a partner. <laughs> I am almost 20 years old and I've... I have no idea what the dating world exists. You know what? We've had episodes before. I have had people on this podcast who's, who have never been on a date in their life, and we still have fantastic dating advice. So I think the lesson that can be derived from that is that, you know what? Everyone has such a different experience with dating and just, like, in general. And so sometimes all you need to spark a conversation is to talk about Cat massacres. Exactly. Yeah. Can can we say can, that the piece of advice is come up with a really good fun fact that people are not used to hearing? Absolutely, yes. How do you think I became friends with all of my friends? <laughs> it was that opening line. It, it's it was, the cat every time. No, it, it's just like the uh, neurodivergent habit of, have you heard of this really weird and obscure thing that people are like, <laughs> no, tell me more. And then you sit there bonding over it for like the next 15 minutes. Life hacks. Yeah. Basically. Basically, yes. Yeah. Um, I would have be to be a passionate person yes. info and dump. people will like you. Well, info dumping is like basically the, our main form of communication these days. So oh, yeah. I'm a fan. Um, I would say that my lesson, uh, my like takeaway from today's episode is that you really can't do whatever you want. Because you're not the baker's wife and you're not Aubrey Plaza. Ex yep. I love that. You're so right. <laughs> you, you're so you right. You summarized it so well. So, yep. and, and I think that's just such a great place to end. I so, agree. Um, yep. You know, if you're listening right now, go watch Twilight. Um, or maybe not. Like, or I don't the White know. Lotus. Or the, or the White, White Lotus. Lotus. Or uh, Into the Woods. Please let me know what you think. Um, if you're going to Into the Woods, stay after intermission. Um, yes. For goodness sake. And, and you know what? This is actually a little bit of a momentous occasion because this is the last episode of I believe season eight of a date with sugar and spice so when we come back next semester uh the week of January I believe our first episode will air on what January 12th or 13th um we will come back to you kicking with I'm sure like a fantastic episode so um Spencer and Pixie do you want to say goodbye to everyone for the next month Goodbye, everybody, for the next month, and good luck celebrating your miscellaneous holidays. Yes. Or just napping. Or, yes. That's a holiday. <laughs> that is napping a holiday is in a itself. holiday. Oh, um, see you next year, kids. See you next year. <laughs> <laughs>